What's going on with dance and stuff? What's happening with dance and things? What's going on? What's happening? What's going on with dance and stuff? Well, sorry, I like <laughs> Are you like, sick? Oh, yeah, yeah. No. Actually, Actually everyone funny. in New York is sick. Every, I had those two stomach things. Uh-huh. And I'm actually like finally feeling comfortable. Oh. Do you know what I mean? Like my body doesn't feel like, oh, like oh, my stomach doesn't feel turned over. Uh-huh. But I feel depleted. All my chi is gone. As Shen Wei might say. Completely. I have none. I I mean, I told you I slept for 36 hours after we did that presentation. I, I can't do things like that. I haven't in, I can't remember how long. It was, I mean, presentation day was really bananas. Those days that they make you do at the library, it's quite, it's well, really something. And it's really, it is really something brutal to go last. True. I, I cannot. I know. Believe that you and Harriet went last last year, and I went last this year, and uh, it's a thing of like being in that holding room or in the green room, and it's just like well, but then you go to the green room, but it was also like people from the board would be there, so I was oh. like I, because I was like oh maybe I'll lay on one of the couches for a moment, and it was like no, no. there was people there. Um, I was really glad that we did it. It was unexpected for me in terms of people afterwards grieving about their friends that they had lost. And I did, I felt really good in that it, it created public grieving and a memorial and for something that I think is really important and that is frequently overlooked in our history. Mm. And um, I'm also glad that it is over for now. And I'm sure the librarians are thrilled that you guys have made this amazing document that not only is like about the materials in the library, but about the library itself and the library itself and the the problems that are not the librarians' faults at all, which mm. is truly about preservation and funding and funding for preservation. Right. So that you know, it's like, can someone please give the New York Public Library the Performing Arts Room Robin's Dance Division uh, some money so that they can buy a cloud? This thing, it's like, we just need to all be able to buy a cloud to put our put our info up in there. Yeah, they need their own cloud. They need their own cloud. Jerome Robin's Dance Division needs its own cloud. Absolutely. Uh, so- someone help them out. Um, it was so amazing to see Leslie Farlow, who guests go back and listen to her interview uh, with me and Jeremy, um, I was I was so happy that she was able to come and to be there. And oh, what she so did. nice when she stood up. I really wanted to make sure that you know we got to see her. She is what a force. I mean, I just can't. And and she, as she kept as she said to me when I said I just can't thank you enough for the work you did. She said I, I you know I just put my tape recorder on. Yeah, and I said well, I like you, her attitude. Her ad, you would. Be obsessed with her. You two are brother and sister from somewhere. <laughs> well, you can hear it in her tone of voice in the interview that she's just like, yeah, this terrible thing happened and I just did my best. She really did her best. She did what I did what I could. Um, the sound bites of her are really extraordinary. I really like the more she's talking about like how dance is like the bottom of the totem pole. Yeah. And people are when she says, because the body is viewed as somehow suspect, Mm. you know, and this thing in terms of the arts or even how she says, and you could hear the audience laugh, we're dancers. Yeah. You know, this thing of, of even where we get, uh, sort of pushed to in terms of importance or, or how to view, Mm -hmm. um, get that. Get that turtleneck off, Reed. Get oh, more comfortable. So hot. Your chi's gone. My, my chi's is gone. gone. I went to yoga today to try to get my chi back. Did you just want to lay down in Shavasana the whole time? No, this class was so weird. Where it was, was it? At the Manny Cantor Center. Oh, yeah. Which free for me. And I... Uh, for just a year? Yeah. I don't even remember when it'll be over. So one day I'm going to walk in and they'll be like, No. That's <laughs> <laughs> you know, Jeremy and I quit our gym membership. That's why. why. Uh, it's not actually. My birthday is coming up. So another thing, ladies and gentlemen, if you're listening, I'd love a gym for, membership to Equinox. Oh, I've never had something so nice 
And I, I have friends who have that something so nice. And it would, I think it would I be nice. I do think that people with Equinox memberships go to the gym because they can. Why wouldn't you? It's a spa. It's just literally a spa. It's like, a spa. even if you don't feel like lifting a weight or whatever, you can I feel wash like your hair. They probably like pump eucalyptus into the just the main room and yeah. like the weight room or whatever. I also have heard that the yoga teachers who teach there are really wow. off the charts. No, this yoga teacher was <laughs> not like uh, that. Oh, the one you had today? This yeah. is a class where there's two yoga classes on Sunday. One is mm-hmm. like a normal level and one is like um, very easy level. Which you I took go very to, easy. Yes, I go uh-huh. at 1230 with the elders. And uh-huh. usually it's upstairs in this huge room that looks out on these amazing windows. And, mm. But today that room was rented out for something. So we were in the like... Basement? No, we were on the gym floor in the room, which is for like, you know, sit-ups class with okay. Rob, okay. you know, but. <laughs> Hot. Uh, I want to uh, go to that. But today was my yoga class and she, this is a new teacher and she was having us do every, she really was like, you have to have your mat up against the wall. Mm. And I was like, there was no room. And so, oh, okay. So finally everyone got their mats up against the wall and it was all about like using the wall in order to have like good placement. Okay. It worked actually. Like put your heel back there. Uh, now push into the exactly. where the wall meets the floor. Yeah. Feel that exactly. Uh huh. Yeah. Yeah. So we did all that, I've which was good. And I like you know we felt our pelvic floors and engaged our abs. And but a lot of people did. Would she do, have you do like kegels a little bit? She didn't say that word, but she had us both when we had our heels on the wall as mm-hmm. if we were in a seated position. We mm-hmm. were laying on our back. We both imagined we were pushing up the mirror and down the mirror, but not moving our feet at all. Mm. But um, did that engage your pelvic floor? Oh, yeah. So imagine you're trying to drag the paint down. Uh I could do that without engaging my pelvic floor. There you go. I engage my pelvic floor pretty much all the time. So for me, it's been more about how can I... When I engage my pelvic floor, it's a surprise. When I don't engage my pelvic floor, I'm like... Whoa, I could breathe lower oh, if yeah. I wanted to. I generally breathe just only to about the, <laughs> my Adam's apple <laughs> and then cycle the breath back up. Just real tense. I was really like um, military drilled, like breathing into the diaphragm. So that like has never left me. <sighs> well, when you, so I didn't watch this episode. Jeremy has been watching the Goop docu stuff. Oh. And there's this thing with this guy, Wim Hof, I believe, or Wim Hof, and whose wife jumped out of a window and killed herself and post that he developed uh, this technique really of living, which is to, which this is, you know, what I call But it does beg the question, you know, why'd she jump out the window? And does it have to do with Wim Hof? I mean, anxiety. She had anxiety. Okay. She had extreme anxiety. Okay. I really get that. So I need to watch this episode. Jeremy yesterday and between like, you know, in the five minutes I was awake was like, you really need to watch this episode. And I was like, oh, and I'm not asleep. Good night. Um, So, uh, and what's amazing, it's this breathing technique that you do. And then you work up your breathing and then you jump into freezing cold water. Like, that's like... 32 degrees. Oh, God. Where does one even find such water? He takes them to, like, lakes in Canada or something, you know? And it's... Oh, he also has them do this yoga and breathing thing. I caught this. In their swimsuits, standing in snow. Barefoot. Mm. Walk out in the snow and breathe and, like, touch hands. Get it up. This guy had some autoimmune thing. They're like, you've got a 50-50% chance of getting better. He started doing this and is 100% better. Wow. Well, is it's Gwyneth doing therapy. it or she's just showing people it? Is You're, she jumping around in the snow? No. She's okay. Not. There's this part, though, where he comes. There's She has this sidekick who looks dubious to everything, at I least what me. I saw. <laughs> so there's Gwyneth, and then she has this sidekick who has this short brown hair who always looks like this. Like, uh-huh. she always has her eyebrows furrowed. Oh, and there's a woman who works at Goop, I guess, who has extreme anxiety. And through this method, she's like... I'm taking myself off my antidepressants. Gwyneth's sidekick goes, uh, with your psychiatrist? <laughs> and she goes, yeah, yeah. And it's really helping me. It's, I remember when I saw Steve Pang, the mm-hmm. acupuncturist, he was like, I think you should start doing cold therapy. And oh, I was like, what? And he was like, I think you need 
to take a freezing cold shower in the morning. And that's how you need to start your day. And you need to start breathing more. Mm. And I was like, I'm going to take really hot baths (laughs) and um, breathe shallow. (laughs) <laughs> which, which maybe this will be the year where I start Are you going to try it? Well, like if someone gets me a membership to Equinox, I'll do it. How about that, ladies and another? Someone get me a membership where I can like work out and I will jump into the uh, shower at Equinox. That's freezing cold. And pristine. <laughs> Absolutely pristine. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I mean, I have, I had this student who in the winter would walk to class barefoot. And I was like, what's going on? And he was like, I do this cold. I used to have this problem with my shoulder and I've been doing this cold method of training and it's my shoulders better. Wow. And I was like, I didn't know about this at all. Well, it's this thing around breathing and what I got from it again, this is in the five minutes I was awake is it's about breathing and training your mind. It's really like, are you actually cold? Or are you just freaked out about the cold? Right. And can you diminish your freaked outness? Jump in the cold. And he says stuff like, a couple lines that I heard him say that I really like. Someone talks about doing it as a group. And like, it felt so good as a group. And he goes, because group is family. Family is nature. Breathe in the nature. Yes. It's like this. And then at another point, he he goes, you're anxious? Breathe. Breathe, motherfucker. And I did like that. I don't like this person. I like to breathe, mother. I don't think, from what I saw, I did think not for read. Um, but I do think you should w- watch it and maybe we'll do it together. Great. I maybe. like people who deliver their sort of esoteric methods with a grain of skepticism. They're like, I know this seems crazy, mm. but just try it. <laughs> and if it doesn't work for you, it's okay. Uh, no. That's, he's, he's not from here. No. Well, no. So it's, it's, it's a, you know. He's, he's from space? <laughs> yes, he's, he's mad. What's that show? Watchmen. Watchmen's the best uh, show. He's a, he's a blue, <gasps> the blue. What was his wonderful name? Captain Manhattan or something? Doctor Manhattan. Doctor Manhattan. Oh my god. Oh, I just want to watch Watchmen over again. Jeremy also in my long, um, my sleeping, my Aurora, Sleeping Beauty, mm. Lilac Fairy, Pass Out. Uh, also started watching The Outsider. Or the um, Outlander. The Outsider. And I think it was starting to scare him, which is why I think I had really terrifying dreams about being possessed. It's spooky. It's well done. I yes. can't wait. I'll I'll be watching it upstate alone in the woods. Ooh. I, think I feel like those kind of things don't, don't scare you. Um, I don't think you should watch the first episode. I know. Jeremy doesn't think you should watch the first because of the child murder. And, oh. But, you know, who knows? Um, I feel I need to watch it. I thought of you, Jeremy told me not to watch it, and then I thought of you watching it and how unaffected you would be by it. I hate scary shows. No, I'm talking about, like, finding the body of, like, a murdered child. I could see you watching me like, oh, whereas I will run to the bathroom and throw up and cry. Interesting. We'll just go, like, you know, have the blanket ready. Just have the blanket ready. It's only a moment. I've also done a thing sometimes where I've seen really scary stuff where I just, like, blink real fast, cover cover my hand up. I want to watch the new Schitt's Creek. That's out. But I don't, I don't think how. it comes out. It's on Pop TV. It'll eventually come on Netflix. So I'll we'll just I, wait and wait and wait. I can't wait. Wait and wait and wait. I can't wait for it. So many shows on Netflix, I'll try one episode and then be like, wow. So, so I did want to circle back to Cheer. <sighs> um, because because I feel like... I feel that your entry point into it was... Uh, I don't want to say better than mine, but I think, <laughs> I think I came in with a grain of skepticism. No. And I think also, well, cause I thought about myself after our talk, I thought about myself as a teacher. I have never and would never teach or demonstrate or push anyone into a place of physical or mental injury. I, I, and I said this in the last episode, like I grew up with that kind of training. So did you, I think we had that kind of training where, except I think what saved you was you were like, no, I mean, I had acting teachers who would literally push me emotionally off cliffs and and I was a student they would select to demonstrate. I've had three acting teachers who I would get zeroed in as a student to demonstrate the new idea because they knew I would just be like, 
<sighs> emoliate in front of the class. I don't think I've ever been in a quite high octane, quite as high octane as cheer situation. I Well, yeah. I certainly haven't been in a physical paradigm yeah. like that. But I think in thinking about it, I was like, this isn't great. And something that, which, which I said in the last episode, but something that came up that was um, a post uh, from... Is this a light? Okay, never mind. No, tell me. No, I'm it's listening. okay. I just wanted, I can't see you. It's okay. There we go. You're going to read a post. It, this is from Kim Daniel. and Who's Kim Daniel? Uh, someone on Instagram who uh, um, Tyler Schneeza had uh, posted her post. I love that pronunciation. Isn't it? I have no idea, but I mean, I oh, hope it's Schneeza. Schneeza? It absolutely could be. But we I don't know. Well, Tyler, let me know if I just, like, butchered your last name. Um, something that I think is... This is Kim's words. Yeah. Okay. There, she, she, said, she said a lot about it. and To um, you? No, no, no. She, this oh. was just a, a general post about how, who's watched it. And towards the, you know, and she talks about how this, you know, this girl has told her she keeps competing, her ribs could shatter, mm-hmm. and yet she keeps going. So what is this relationship between... Uh, the she kept returning how a to how a history of emotional abuse has a relationship to self sabotaging behavior, and in this case, physical pain. And I think that is really true. That emotional abuse it needs to find. In my case, it certainly needed to find some sort of physical outlet, and that's of, of really true for a lot of survivors of trauma. Mm-hmm. And it's where we kind of where you look to try and make sure that there isn't this self-sabotaging into physical pain or in other realms, such as like having a relationship or what are you doing in your career? Um, Yes, she says, yes, the series is interesting, but what if the series addressed how emotional pain and physical pain are interconnected? As the series is now, previous trauma becomes glorified and uses the sport as a fix-all in this way to cheerleaders, and this person was a cheerleader, in this way, to cheerlead is to encourage a confusing relationship between pain and love, mirroring how trauma bonds are cyclic and habitual. Mm-hmm. I thought it was very well put. And this, and it is this thing that actually, that would have been an amazing uh, way of turning that series. Turn to, it all on Monica and say, what happened to you, Monica? Well, there's something certainly did. Uh-huh. You know, something did. And so then what is it and how do we... I don't know. Can that... So there you go, Netflix. Cheer part two. I Look at the physical I mean, and the emotional. As we recently found out from Jamie St. Peter, those kids are back at Navarro doing another Associates, maybe for season two of Cheer. Yeah, well, it be... And the thing that's... And it brings up these things that I think are interesting in terms... Well, which is interesting even in terms of talking about this goop thing of like, go and stand in the snow and breathe. Mm-hmm. It reminds me of people who go on Outward Bound. Do you know about Outward Boundaries? I've heard about it. It's a thing I know that people do on ropes and helmets and zip lines in the woods. Yeah, you go out there and you have like a 60-pound backpack that you have to have trained yourself to be able to maneuver and get through. My sister did it years and years ago. What's it for? Um, I think to push you to your very edge and then a little past that so that you can feel perhaps stronger in some way. These things ultimately are, or I, I imagine the goal is always about integration. I mean, that's sort of the ultimate goal of any therapeutic paradigm mm-hmm. is to integrate these aspects of self. Um, and so there's something, these particular things are obviously very physical done in a sense of brutalism to sort of push you into, I guess, a sense of strength encourage some strong sense to turn on um yeah something that you don't need that you have no desire to do no you want to do (laughs) casual af yoga yes i don't but you loved taking class with um nicole manorino i think that jump roping i feel i feel like that feels like a really good embodiment yeah well it was like the one cardio thing I ever do and she was so 
careful about placement and stuff. Mm. So there was like a real, you never felt like you were carelessly just like hurting yourself. Right. Shattering your ankles. No, you couldn't possibly. Cause she'd be like, your weight's on the outside of your foot. Now the weight's on the inside of your foot. So you're constantly like your brain had to attune to find details as opposed to just like, I'm going to die. I'm going to die. (laughs) Um, so yeah, no, I don't, I don't like exercise. That is something about me that I know. And I, I don't think it's a good thing. So then where did that traffic with your dance career? Hmm. What do you mean? Well, because clearly you do. Maybe I like, you don't. Do you mean you don't like exercise now or you never liked it? I don't like, I like practices, right? I like the practice of certain things and uh-huh. I do like improvement. I don't like the idea of just like running to stay healthy. (laughs) (laughs) And it's like, to what end? Do you know what I mean? Stay healthy. Right. But like dancing was like, I go and I do this practice every day and it's to inform a skill that I'll use in my eventual career. And then once it was my career inside of this career, Uh whereas running is just kind of like, where am I going? Or like, can you imagine people who just lift up weights? It's like... I literally have been one of those people in just the past year. Yeah. And you're like... Well, inside of that, it was sort of how I came to it, which is, I mean, people were like, oh, you should lift them this way or look at this. And I was like, I think I want to just pick these things up and... Right. And feel... be, But also because I had this whole, you know... Pilates slash we would frequently just call it movement re-education system with Kelly Kane. There is this way that when I'm in a gym, I'm like, this is where my shoulders go. And this is, I do have the sense of anatomy. I somehow still don't. Yes, you do. But at a gym, I'm lost. Mm, But like, well, you would just take it like a 10 pound weight. And then you would be like, I'm going to bring this over my head and I'm going to feel the inferior angle of my scapula go up and out while my shoulder blade drops down, you know? It's better for me if there's an instructor, always. Well, let's Pilates, not get it twisted. Yoga. I also love, again, why well, I want this Equinox membership, if you're listening, my birthday's coming up. Um, you want to do a class? I want to do classes. Yeah, I need to do classes. I, look, I was like, oh, there's this yoga place that's by me, or I was like, oh, I want to join. It's so expensive. It's more expensive than if I joined Equinox. You can take $20 yoga classes all, a variety of places. Uh-huh. That's a lot by the end of the month if you want to take like four classes a week. Oh, which is well, what... I go once. And what do you do on the other days? <laughs> I walk a lot. <laughs> to and from, to and from the subway. I go to Cunningham hopefully once a week, though not lately. But um, you don't have to pay when you go to Cunningham. Um, well, when my class cards run out, I will have to pay. But it's been a while because I've accumulated many class cards. Class cards, don't you get class cards from being in the right. room with them? And so stuff, like right? you do a workshop, they give you a class card. You yeah. do the the Cunningham Solos two class cards. You know what yeah. I mean? Like, so once We're going to pay done, you in two class once cards. Once those are done, class is only $10 at Cunningham. Oh, wow. Yeah, which is amazing. How for are you or for everyone? For everybody. Oh, wow. It's Maybe the, I'll go with you someday. It's in the middle of the day. Not your problem for you, because it's right when you've woken up. <laughs> It'll be right. Well, unless I'm at bar. Yeah. That's for like my three days of manic work, right? But 12.15 is class. So okay. that's problematic in terms of a normal work day. But I try to go once a week. Okay. And those are kind of, that's it for for these days. Oh, and also Sam Black's Thursday ballet class at Mark Morris, but I haven't really not been to that in a while. So what time is that? 10. Um, so if I can do three exercises a week, that's incredible. God, I wish Anula was here. Oh my God. That really got God, me God, Anula. My God. Absolutely. That is, that person is someone who I'll get on a train and go into Manhattan for. Oh yeah. But so that's my relationship to that. I need a goal. Like if I'm going to be in a mm. show, it's a lot easier for me to get out of bed and like mm. put on... I feel in a physical goal for sure this year. What's your physical goal? I have to be. I have to be in because of the, just from the the brief amount of choreography I did for the O'Harris workshop, I was like, this has to really be together. Like for me to choreograph and to get these dances done for this play, this thing has to be together. So yeah, it's a real, 
Go to your yogas. Go to your yogas. Do I, I know all the... It is hard, though. The thing is, like, I know Pilates. I know that shit backwards and forwards. It's just so much easier when someone else is telling you what yeah. to do. You have to do it. Yeah. And also when someone can see you and cue you. you yeah. Know? The cueing part's really good. It's hard. You know, you get older and you just think, I'll just do this all myself. And no. it's like, the older you get, the more help you need. I do hope as I get older, I find... This is my dream. I want to uh-huh. find myself... Having some kind of teaching job that takes up a part of my week, mm-hmm. but also lands me in a place where there's a really nice gym, right? Uh-huh. And it's cl- I can walk to it kind from of. whether from where I'm teaching or from where I live. Uh-huh. And then I can my life right I now. can go swimming in a nice pool, mm-hmm. and that's that's that. Yeah. And I can go take a yoga class. Absolutely, I have that life. That's great. Why don't There's you do this, it? You're not doing it. This, I do do it when I'm up there. I okay. do not swim in that pool because of my eczema. Uh-huh. Unless it's gone now, I can't tell. But um, the last time I got in a pool, I'd been like, I'm am- I feel great, and I got in a pool, and I came out, and all around my eyes for three days was just like red, red dots. Wow! Just like it was like no. So it's a, it's a little like I'm not. I don't want to get back in that until I really feel like you know my body is has stopped its skin grieving yeah, if you've rolled around in the snow enough I, I, yeah exactly maybe that's what i'll be doing this yeah. winter is taking my shoes off and getting right into that waterfall around the <laughs> you'll arrive at all your classes with purple feet and you'll be like it's my therapy yeah. <laughs> <laughs> be like why are your toenails falling off i'd be like oh i'm much less anxious <laughs> <laughs> Exactly. Well, I'm just right next door to death, so I'm feeling much less anxious. Yeah. Who needs feet? <laughs> okay. Hi, oh, ladies. Welcome. Hi, welcome. Hi, ladies. We're here. Hi, we're here. It's okay, so Jack. Yeah, you need to go to iTunes. Have you heard of iTunes? Go there. It's and we need a, you to um, rate, what you call it? comment. It's a storage thing for music and sound. <laughs> you're going to go to iTunes and you're going to go to Dance and Stuff podcast. And rate and comment. And you also have to subscribe, absolutely. And subscribe. And because the more comments we get, the more listeners we get, and then the more people you can talk about this podcast with. Uh, also, also, don't forget that we are still on YouTube. We have a bunch of videos we made. You go check them out. And Not also, only made, you can also watch videos we like. Yeah, that's true. You can also watch videos that we like. Also, so uh, we have a Patreon. Please consider supporting us. And um, and I would say, here's your my recommendation, knowing the demographic of our supporters, uh-huh. cap it off at five. Don't think that you need to give us any more than $5, because if all of you gave us $5, we would build the Dance and Stuff Center for Podcast Education Upstate. Tea, so honey, tea. this is basically our Kickstarter, like Marina Abramovic. Except we'll follow through. Thank yous. I mean, I think I'm doing okay. I weighed myself at the gym today. Uh-huh. I had no idea what it would be. Uh-huh. Very normal. Couldn't be more normal for me. It's what my weight has been since my early 20s. Mine, I also just got weighed recently when I went to, uh, I wanted to get a local doctor instead of that doctor I've been seeing in Manhattan. That's the long wait. So I made an appointment to get a new GP yes. just down the street. That's great. Got there and she was like, so he's going to be like probably an hour and a half. And I went, well, that's great, because I live right up the street. Call me when it's time. Oh, amazing. Walked right on out. She called. She was like, it'll be about 10 minutes. I was like, thanks. Much better. Anyhow, I got weighed there. But exactly what I've weighed since I was, well, it fluctuates a little See, bit. See, this is another. I go right between 125 and 130. Like, in between well, there. And I was, ju- I was just at, like, a 129 moment. I was truly... Like one. I can't believe we're talking about our weight it's right fine. now on this. I think this is good for Are everybody. This, ladies and another. I, I was so. one sixty to one sixty five forever. I love that we have just the five, we're just enough that yeah. five pounds. And then I got sick and I got real thin. Oof, and girl. then I what got were you better. Like one fifty. Yeah. Yeah. Then I got better and then I got back to normal weight and then, as we know, this summer, <laughs> I gained quite a bit of weight. In your in your mind. No, I, on the scale, okay. I, I definitely exceeded I just, the 170. And really? And I'd never in my life. Incredible, because we were on our road trip and you put that swimsuit on, you looked just as as waif as you've always looked. Well, there's just a lot like, of body, 
You know, there's a lot of height. How tall are you? Six one. You are? Yeah. How strange. I always think you're five ten. Okay. <laughs> and then um and then it went away. The summer weight. And it did that how? I couldn't tell you. I did that Cunningham workshop. That oh, really yeah. that got me moving. Yeah. But I feel like you're still always eating like a pound of pasta. But here's what else I'm doing. Uh-huh. I'm actually not. I had this conversation. Wait till, we have so much to talk about. Oh my god. Um, Here we go. Talk I, about what we eat. I Let, was everyone, are you excited? I edge do of your think seats? that living in the city and having to walk briskly constantly, which my life is, like uh-huh. leaving my house, walking to the train, walking from the train to my studio, leaving the studio, going to a fitting, going to the garment district. It's a lot of walking. Uh-huh. And I walk And you also city bike. A little, Ugh, a little, I but I walk that. in a way that is crazy. I'm a speed walker like you. Me too. Yeah. So I think that is actually good cardio, which oh. I was not doing this summer. Cause as mm. you know, in the summer, when everyone leaves the city, you just can kind of snail your way down the streets and you wouldn't want to move any faster cause it's so hot. Because I love the summer so much. I can't wait for it to come. Ugh, it's just like pushing your way through the curtains of heat. And oh, wet. I love it. Cause I just really wear as little as possible. And it's the time that feels most like my mind. Oh, the summer is the time when I'm, <laughs> yeah. Where like, there could be like a crocodile or a really like beautiful bird. Wow. Like it's just, it's a time when everything feels most Tennessee Williams. Right. And where I'm really kind of like, you know, where I, I've gone to Cabeza de Lobo with my cousin oh Sebastian. My <laughs> well, last night I went to the ballet Oh, yeah. New York City Ballet. They were doing La Source and uh-huh. Allegro Brilliant uh-huh. and Firebird. Oh, Firebird. Yeah, it was Tess. It was Sarah. It was oh. her debut day. I think it was her. She did it in the afternoon, and then she did it in the evening. I saw the evening. Her debut this year. Ever. She's never done really? Firebird. It's a new role for her. Bizarre to me. I can't believe that. Well, that's how City Ballet is. Sometimes they, they, they move into repertoire, and they never change forever. Huh. Okay. But, you know, recently people have been shifting around a little, okay. which is great. And you sometimes you have to ask, you have to say like, I want to be in a black and white ballet. Uh-huh. And then they let you. Okay. I mean, some of the dancers in that company like have never been in <coughs> a black and white ballet because they're just like, don't see them like that. Oh, weird. Okay. I don't see you abstractly. You're romantic. <laughs> say so, that again. I don't see you abstract. Romantic. No, it goes, I don't see you abstractly, I see you romantic. <laughs> That's what it was. It's a good, good t shirt. So, so, That's a great t shirt. I don't see you abstractly, I when, see you romantic. I went to the ballet uh-huh. with my friend Cassie, who's a ceramicist, uh-huh. with Mac Twining from the workshop, Jeremy knows, and Harriet. We all saw the ballet, and then afterwards, Mac and Cassie, Harriet left, Mac and Cassie. And Jesse, who's Cassie's husband, we went and met, we went to dinner downtown mm-hmm. at an Italian restaurant. And I was explaining how when I was in ballet companies as a young man, I remember seeing men who were in their early 30s, mid 30s in a dance belt and how that part of the low back would start to kind of mm-hmm. squish over the top of the very harsh elastic band. And I'd be like, that'll never happen to me. Mm-hmm. I'd be like, I mean, get some <laughs> self-respect. That was literally what I thought. I was like, you guys have some pride in your bodies. <laughs> Meanwhile, my body was literally hard as a rock for no reason because I was 20. Right. And then I got older and I still was like still nailing it. And then suddenly, like you get to an age, you're like 30, 32, 34. You put on a dance belt and you're like, wait, it's happened. It happened and I didn't even know it. I didn't even see this coming, but I have a role above my dance belt. And it's not, there's almost nothing you can do about it because that elastic is relentless. So you can just pull that band up a little higher, maybe. Oh no, you'd want it. Wait, tuck you, it in. You can kind of like fold the dance belt as low as possible to avoid that uh-huh. soft area of your back. But I don't, I've never had that soft area on my back. Interesting. Cause my back is, well, as like this morning I woke up and I immediately like, what are we going to do right now? I mean, everything is just like sticks in me. You right. know, I've always been a real like just PJ Harvey moment of uh, a real like white twigs. Right. Yeah. Anyhow. But anyways, this actually this has happened to me and it, it comes and goes to an extent. But there's I don't know that there's a way for me to return to that kind of firmness, that density of flesh that I once had. 
especially, you know, knowing my attitude towards Jim. Right. Um, so I feel fine about it. I think Cunningham's definitely keeps you Well, I do think doing back extensions. Here's the thing. When I was young, I could boil a pound of pasta. Uh-huh. I'd cook it up and I would eat two thirds or more, three quarters. Uh-huh. And until I was like, I'm good. Uh-huh. Have a little leftovers for lunch maybe the next day. Then 10 years later, I started to be like, I'm going to cook half a pound of pasta mm-hmm. and I'd gobble it up. No problem. Be like, that's the perfect portion. Uh huh. And now I'm cooking one third a pound. And that is now the perfect portion. Listeners are on the so edge my, of their seats. My metabolism has changed. <laughs> People are like, oh my God, you go from a pound to a half a pound to a third in yeah. pasta. That's true. What? How incredible is life? And that is a pictorial representation of my appetite and my metabolism. So did this happen at the restaurant you guys went to? Is that the No, I had a discussion because Mac, Mac was and... there. Mac is 21 and I was explaining. So at any rate, we were just talking about food and I was talking about my body. And Mac was like, um, can I get, I would like uh, some mashed potatoes, some french fries. <laughs> I'll get your, your pasta carbonara. And I'll also have um, the chocolate cake, not the flour. Uh, all at once. Oh. No, we shared. We bought a bunch of dishes and shared. Mm. But anyways, I don't even know why I told him that story, but it was to do with aging, which is one of my favorite topics, as you know. It is one of your favorite topics. It's one of the um, topics that is true, is it's, aging and death. Aging is... Uh, universal. Yes. It happens to all of us. Yeah, unless you're born and immediately die. <laughs> and even in that moment, you did get a little bit of time to age. That's true. Yeah. That's true. Yeah. You went from being wet and slimy to probably being dried off. Quickly. <laughs> uh, or not. Just, who knows? Yeah. But anyways. The world's so wild. I can't wait to watch Melancholia again. Maybe that's what I'll watch again before I get on the train to go upstate today. When you were 26, for example. Uh-huh. Okay. I can distinctly remember it. Did you think about aging? No. I really didn't. I didn't really start thinking. I mean, when I watched my mother die. Oh. That's... I mean, I also had a mother who was ill for most of my life. And who was put into the hospital when I was eight. And so I like spent time, she was in a wheelchair for the last 10 years of her life. Mm. So I did, I I had these older parents Mm. who I watched at that, that, you know, that other side of things as things are really starting to become more abstract, we could say. Mm. And uh, I think that really informed a lot of how I felt Maybe about aging, but certainly about death. Right. I mean, I've always felt, I mean, I saw my grandmother when I was, I was the first one to see my grandmother when she had died when I was five. Like, it, I think that that, I was reminiscing on that, of my need to try and theatricalize or re-experience or be a medium of events that are traumatic. I think I've told you this story, right, about how I would draw my grandmother's face on a piece of paper. No. My grandmother had died and... I'm taken to the funeral and I loved her. I mean, I spent so much time. I, she babysat me a lot because my dad was, was still very high octane with his work and he was taking a lot of business stress. My mom would go, my grandmother would take care of me. And so we were very close. <clears throat> and um, when she died, I remembered my, my brother's then girlfriend lifted me up so I could, I saw her first. We went to her house. My dad took the hinges off the door. She was picking up the phone. They got Wait, the, what? Hinges off the doors, what? So my my mom was calling her mom and couldn't get in touch with her. Uh-huh. I remember this distinctly still. And oh, she was dead My mom now. starts crying because my grandmother lived in Madison. We lived in Prairie Sack, and that was at that point like an hour drive. Uh-huh. My mother was like, we have to go. She's like sobbing. She I And I'm starting to have the first sense of what terror is, of right. losing someone. We all get in the car. We get there. The, she won't come to the door. So my dad takes the hinges off of the door. He like gets a screwdriver wow. that I think was like in the trunk. Like, you know, this is Wisconsin. It's just, you have to have stuff to change a tire, blah, blah. He gets the hinges off. I'm trying to even think how that's possible. This doesn't add up. Well, he got the hinges off the door. I remember him doing it. 
And I mean, I'm looking at hinges and I'm just going to take your word for it. Cause this is a keep going. So he gets, I don't know how he did it, but I remember him taking the hinges off the door and the door like getting pushed forward. He got the pin out of the hinge. And my mother stepping in and going, <gasps> and stepping back and covering her face. The smell. And my dad, I don't remember a smell. And my dad put his hands on my mother's shoulders and I ran in and just ran towards my grandmother who was sitting in this chair with a smile on her face and I like touched her hand and it was cold ice ice were her eyes open no closed how nice she had a heart attack in her sleep while watching football because she loves watching football terrific what's the best way to die please you know, she was in a chair. Please, goddess and goddess and goddess and goddess, let us go that way. So, I that's a good way. So, and I was like, whoa! I'm ushered into this other room. Whatever. The next memory I have is the funeral. Like that's how my brain works. I remember my mom crying a lot, and I was lifted up by my brother's then girlfriend to view my grandmother in the casket, and they wired her jaw shut, but it was still open slightly, so I could see this string going between it and I remember being like there's this string in there what is this like I couldn't I figured out you know later as an adult I was like oh you they wire the jaw shut at the time I was like why is there string in my it's so brutal that they do this ridiculous thing for this presentation as you said just like what did you say in that one episode dig a hole in the backyard Uh uh-uh you didn't you said burn me up and throw me in the trash (laughs) yeah exactly (laughs) you said just burn me up and throw me in the trash (laughs) It's crazy that people do all this, spend all this money with dead bodies. It's ridiculous. It is crazy. So we do a lot of wasteful things. It's true. So after that, I was so confused by this presentation. So I would draw my grandmother's face as I had perceived it in the casket, put it on my face and then lay on the sofa with Mm. my arms crossed Mm -hmm. the way I had seen my grandmother. Mm -hmm. I did this, I guess, for a very long period of time because it started to drive my mother crazy. I'm sure. I'm sure she was like, stop it. She was <laughs> crying a lot. And she was like, why? And this is then what, you know, must know this story. Where she, I called, she was on the phone with her friend, Carrie Allen, crying. And she's like, he won't stop <laughs> doing this thing <laughs> where he's death I, mask, where he's doing this. Yeah. Where he's trying, he's doing this death mask thing. We shouldn't say that obviously, but she was like, he's drawing my mother's face and putting on his face and laying on the sofa with his arms crossed. And I, and, and Carrie Ellen was like, well, let me talk to him. I remember this clear as day. Cause I had to stand on this little stool to be on the phone. Cause the cord wouldn't <sighs> like stretch far enough. And I was on the phone. I remember Carrie Ellen drink going, in one <clears> hand, <throat> phone in the yeah, other. <laughs> Carrie Ellen. <laughs> It's me, Jack. I'm on the line. I'm in the den. Yeah. <laughs> that really got me. Because what I'm about to say pretty much is that. Uh-huh. She go, you know, and I'm like six, five. I'm, I'm not more than six because she died when I was five. So somewhere, I don't remember when the funeral happened. So, she, I, but I remember, and I remember this. Clarissa, she's like, you know, um, your grandmother wasn't just your mother's mother and your grandmother. She was also my good friend. We all loved her very much. And be, and I felt this thing of like, are you trying to take away my grief? And I, before she could say anything more, I said, well, I've got news for you, lady. Your friend is dead. And I hung up the phone. And I jumped off of the stool and then probably went and drew my grandmother's face again and laid down on the sofa. I was like, I was like, I have feelings to process and this, and I'm going to process them. Wow. I've got news for you, lady. So strange. Your friend is dead. It's really like, you know, as we say, some people, some people have nurture and some people are just as Lady Gaga saying, born The movie of the month. And some people, and some people have just been watching the movie of the month, yep. just really being Alexis Colby Carrington. And some people have dynasty, and some people grew up with dynasty. Yeah, really wow, that is it. wild. I know, but when I see photos of you as a child, I'm kind of like, we just were, we've just been, who we've been. Yeah, we just, I think we came out and we were like, you know, you were like, la 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 la. That looks pretty. <laughs> I came out and I like took a drag of a cigarette and I was like, oh yeah. And rolled my eyes. Um, why are we talking about death? I can't remember. Why not? 
How do we get there? Oh, no, I had a question. Okay. Oh, because you were asking about aging. Aging. And I, so I started thinking about aging, I think probably when I started to really notice it for myself uh, in my performances, which was like 35. 35 was when I was a little bit more like, ow. Oh, interesting. Because up until that point, I had had so much adrenaline and I would like, take, you know, the skin off my knees or slam myself into something and mm-hmm. kind of like be like, look, or I, you know, always had a sinus infection and mm. I was like, well, I, I just need more coffee. Right. You know, and I was also like smoking and like, I was on fire. What is the... And then I remember, I just remember being like... But what's the thing that most concerns you? <clears throat> With aging? Mm-hmm. Pain, probably. Oh, interesting. It's pain. I mean, also, like, in the last two years, I tore both of my calves and then broke my foot. Like, right. That was a real, like, um, this is, this is, this is a lot. And then the kind of upkeep you have to do of, like, hi, Rocky, you know, like, calling Rocky Bornstein, right. getting to East Village, like, being given, like, a host of PT to do. Right. Which is most dancers' lives. Kind mm-hmm. of in their 20s. Yes. I'd say that kind of comes for, if certainly if you're in a company dynamic, probably comes for most dancers a lot sooner. I was making my own work and was indeed making things that was hurting me, but then I would recover in this certain way. Right. When all of a sudden it was like, now you're going to have to hire someone to help you recover. That was a little, that part. What's right. the part that scares you the most? Well, this I'm feels a, like Witches of Eastwick. I'm not afraid. Or I'm like choosing Michelle Michelle Pfeiffer's one. Hers is. I don't. I've never seen that movie. <gasps> Read. I know. Read that is actually a movie that this isn't like Heather's, where I could see you being like, "That's okay." The Witches of Eastwick for you doesn't compute that you didn't see. Well, it. it's funny because it was a movie that like I feel like I constantly stared at the cover of it as a child, but I never saw it. I just always like to watch it. I was like, that movie says the word witches. So I love that. Mm, I can't believe you haven't seen it. I'm pretty sure if I was to think like between the three of us, who's who you are Susan Sarandon. I am Cher and Jeremy is Michelle Pfeiffer. There you go. I'm pretty sure. I don't know what that means, but yes, you'll see it in the movie. Susan Sarandon's a music teacher. (laughs) She's very kind of like, this is this and this is that. Michelle Pfeiffer has all these kids because she can't stop getting pregnant Jeremy. with like these like stop. men who she loves, but she's like really sweet and kind of like worried about how the town views who's, her. Who's our Jack Nicholson? Jack Nicholson. Oh. And then Cher is like, oh yeah, I've got something to say. But why can't somebody from our life be Jack Nicholson? <sighs> because we don't have anyone who's like this kind of like incredibly powerful, like sexy beast who would sweep us all away to some incredible mansion and give us all of our dreams. Uh-uh. Yeah. <laughs> I didn't even... I was you like, I mean? I'm going to think of it. And I was like, no. Yeah, exactly. Wait. Full blank on that. Um, I don't have fear about pain, weirdly, even though I've definitely... If I think hard about it, I'm like, yes, there have been periods where it's been a big pain to, like, have pain. Yeah, yeah. In terms of dealing with it. But once it's over... <laughs> It feels like it never happened. Okay. Because, you know, my that's how my brain works. Yeah. Pure super goldfish in a lot of ways. Yeah. yeah. So I'm not worried about that uh-huh. for some reason. You're like Dory. I am. You literally are. I yeah. know. I just really realized that that's it's who crazy. Yeah. That story I told you about that date. Oh, uh, I can't. Wait. I know. I can't. <laughs> oh, my God. It's truly. Oh, my God. Truly we could talk about insane. <laughs> Anyways. Uh, <sighs> um, yeah. What you forget is... Yeah, I am worried sometimes that because I'm not really in pain, I don't feel particularly aged. Uh huh. It is visually that I get shocked at times where like, (laughs) where you're like, yes, I am the same person. And then you like see your reflection or you, yeah, that you see your reflection and you're like, I've collapsed. No, I mean, to an extent. And that is where I'm like, there's no stopping this. You've collapsed. I've collapsed. Oh my God. That's the part I like the least. I like the least that our flesh is collapsing. Mm. I don't like that. I think, yeah, no, I mean, I don't like that part for sure. But I think because 
I grew up with Betty Davis. Yes. I think that's helped me in some way. Because you're like, I can't wait to be old. Well, and I kind of, I think I act, would act actually, a f- when I was younger, I think I act, acted older. Yes. Almost than I do now. Like, I was very like, oh, good evening, miss. You know, or, I've got news for you, lady. You know, like, I was pretty, I, I was kind of really serving you a MGM right. Hollywood, you know, uh, Betty Davis, yeah. really. I mean, it really wasn't as much uh, Joan Collins and Dynasty as it was Betty Davis. And after all, who is Joan Collins and Dynasty being really but Betty Davis? So, Well, I'm glad that I have you guys and other a s- small group of other contemporaries to we're age older. with. Yeah, we're old. We're old. I, I actually, I like being the same age as the people I'm around. Yeah, I can't. I do. I think that that is... Um, yeah, that's important. It's important. Well, it's, a, it's a kind of, it's a shared, it's really a shared uh, experience in time. Yeah. I mean, I don't think there's anything like really wrong with dating someone like a lot younger, older than you, but like, mm. what are you going to talk me, about? It just makes me feel really bad for the older person to like wake up and look at the younger person. It's really like, doesn't that make you sad all the time, every day? <laughs> Hot topic. Hot topic. Well, there's a hot take, Reed. I mean, I don't know what they think. Um, uh, I mean, I'm sure there's things to be gained from both sides in relationships like that. Mm-hmm. But man, the thought of like staring into that much collagen all the time is devastating. Mm. Yeah, unless you were able to really like pay for it for yourself. Somehow. Those people look horrible as Look, we know i've heard about this dr y though who sounds amazing where it's not injectables or like um, okay they use what, electric electric it's, currents um, uh and, t- and two of our friends have had it done uh where it's uh electric currents yeah i think it's electric currents i'm trying ultrasound it's ultrasound Ooh. therapy and it helps bring like the new yes collagen up i would do that and I, I think it's expensive. But yeah, I really well, I guess I won't it. be doing that. But. Well, I don't know. I mean, maybe we'll go do it. Maybe that's for the, free. <laughs> I don't know. If you're listening to this and you want to give me and read a, uh, uh, something, ultrasound something facial, facial. Yeah, we need we'll it. promote it on here and talk about you, and then maybe you'll get some new clients. Yeah. Um, I, I keep like, I, yes, I know. I continue. I'm continuing to do advertising campaigns for me and read, but it's because we. We do this for free, and, and uh, uh, that's why. And we know that you're amused that we continue asking for things because we never get the things we ask for except for very on occasion. On occasion, though I haven't checked my PO Thank box. Thank you, David in a month. Wiley. You really came through with the Lemaire. That, that was, was in the one wish that really came true for you, Jack. It, it really did, truly. But I haven't checked my PO box in weeks, so there it might, might be, be full of gift it, certificates, or and it might have that, um, re, you know, Regenera. What was that? Yes, I want. Valmont. Valmont, Regenera 2, oh, oui. I think is what it's called. Oh, so oui. I think, you know, maybe our 40s will be about ultrasound therapies and yoga. Today and is the goop. day my mom's store closes. So I saw on Instagram. Can you believe it? How is she? I think she's okay. Did you talk to her today? I talked to her yesterday. And? She <clears> was just <throat> busy at the shop, you know, dealing with customers. They've sold nearly everything. Thank God. Thank God. They sold all the large uh, cabinetry, which was really a what relief. What about that gigantic hand-blown glass chandelier from Italy they have? Maybe. Well, if they don't get rid of it, I'll find some way to hang it under the from skylight. From the skylight. It would look great. Don't you think? Yeah. No. Um, it's the end of an era. All it the, is. All the times we've had in Ruby Beats. I know. We've had... We should post that iconic photo that Will in Shields took ch- of us. Chair. There's many in the big chair. Yeah, the huge and we're chair. little in it. There's many photos from inside of Ruby. Wow, I love that shot. I know. I was thinking about it last night as I walked home and I You and Drew and Tyler Phillips and I weren't are there's also a photo of us in there. I'm sure. Yeah. Yeah. You were thinking about it last night. I was, because I was thinking about how my mom's whole relationship to things yeah and the way they look has been so profound for me deeply in my development who i am apple doesn't fall far 
Yeah. And I was thinking about like people who don't grow up with a care about things and a care about how things are made. That mm. kind of, you, you are a person who actually doesn't care that much, but you do, you are, uh, I get like blown away. By yeah. How yeah. Amazing yeah. You is. enjoy because it. What I grew up with was trash. Right. So it was, there was a lot of care around these, I think they're called like studio 51 or something. These tiny little ceramic villages type thing. My mother wow. was obsessed with. I mean, that's amazing. So, Kind of, except when it takes three weeks to set up for Christmas. Wow. And there's clearly some kind of, like, spending issue here. Right. Like, we didn't... That wasn't something we should have... She should have been... I mean, whatever. Right, right, that brought her joy, but we weren't kind of in the financial stream right, to do that. Right, So then all of a sudden, our house would get turned into some sort of strange kind of mini village, like Gulliver's Travels nightmare yeah. that I, that took like weeks to set up. I mean, no wonder I was hitting the sauce when my parents went to bed because I just had to like tone my mind back from all this crap everywhere. Right. And also I was like, this is gross. I don't like these things. So crafty, etc. And so I think it did make me really want like nothing. Uh-huh. And so that is... But That's I, been your aesthetic. It is. And then I met Jeremy, whose aesthetic is a lot. It's a well, lot of enough. things. It's a lot. Look at all these paintings hanging behind me. Yeah, but it's a collection. He does collections. Well, and he does it beautifully and he does it well. Yes. And he really, things are, I mean, the film he made for a presentation, incredible. Impeccable. Like, well, truly. Truly, she knows what looks right and yes. how things should go. Yes. And that's something that you and Jeremy share. I am like, oh, there could be a different lighting than, you know, I, last week I was like blue 202. I like had that as my lighting set up forever. Cause I was like, I can't afford a lighting designer. Right. And this one was like, well, you could have like lighting. And I'm like, oh yeah. Hmm. What that look yeah. like? But know? I was, um, yesterday before I went to the ballet, I was watching all these videos about the making of couture garments uh, in the, in the couture. big ateliers. Uh-huh. And one of them was an hour long video about the making of this one dress from beginning to end. And it was for a Galliano collection at Dior in like 2011. Who and wore it? A model. Oh, okay. it was just couture. Like no one wore it to like a thing. I don't know. Okay. I did find out during this like deep dive into these videos, like I've always known that, oh, people don't, you can't really have these clothes. Mm-mm. And if you do like apart. you're one of these clients, they, did, they wouldn't fall apart. The couture ones? No. I feel like, there's definitely some hot glue moments in them. Oh, no, 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 no. Well, I'll oh. show you. No, no. Okay. I mean, do, I want you to guess, like, what's the price point of a couture blouse, say? Of a couture blouse. A blouse. Like, what would be the difference between, like, a blouse and a dress or a coat? A couture blouse, mm-hmm. one of a kind, I'm going to say $60,000. Jack. <laughs> Was that too much? Yeah. Oh, okay. A couture blouse... <laughs> Um, okay, well, this is also because I went into Gucci uh-huh. when it's probably still in the Trump building. I found a coat. I was like, I want this coat. Mm-hmm. It was $40,000. Well, that's far less than a couture coat. Right. Okay. So a couture blouse is 6000 More, but, but somewhere between ten dollars Exactly. $16,000. Okay. Blouse. All right. Good. So now I'm onto the blouse. Okay. And a that- blouse. So then a gown is going to be, so a gown, maybe $100,000. Or more. Or more. Yes. Okay. So we're talking six figures for dresses and coats. Okay. So nobody has access to these clothes except there's like 200. Madonna, Beyonce. Right, right, right. There's like 200 women in the world who actually go and receive these clothes. And the houses have dress forms that are made to those women's sizes. So when they. We need to fit that to Madonna's five foot four. So when they order order from the collection, if they want a piece, it'll be made like to their specifications, but also they can change it because it'll be like, oh, I love this about it, but I don't want that collar and I don't want that flange or. Wish this was my life. But anyways, watching this coat get made, I was. Dress. Oh yeah, this dress. I was like, I. I always understood what they meant by like, oh, these clothes are handmade but uh-huh. it was the first time i really understood like why they work and like why they're so priceless because there's so so much work goes into them so much planning so much care and so much like history 
that you're like, oh, this is for the museums. This is not like for people to have. Do you love? I kind of love. And all the women who wear them, the one thing they always say is like, once you put one on, you can't really go back. It becomes like an obsession. Because well, I have they're to so say. light and they fit so beautifully. This is where, you know, maybe maybe that's what you and Harry should do is couture. Coach. I actually thought about it Quite while frankly, I was watching costumes it. are couture. Yes, of course. At least the costumes oh. you've made for me. They are couture. They just don't involve the same techniques that these clothes do. But yes, they are they are yeah, made but by sometimes hand. they involve invented techniques that Absolutely. are real that are also priceless because they're invented. Yeah. Yeah. But think of God. that chain halter top you made that for Sham. Couture garments. Iconic. But where is it? It's in my studio. It's at the studio, okay. Yeah. You took you took it all again. I Got think. It. I'll check. I don't actually know if I have Sham, but I'm You should. Just go YouTube, go to YouTube and type in Dior Atelier. And you'll find a bunch of videos that you won't believe. Make yourself a cup of chamomile tea. If you drink, maybe you put some alcohol in it. <laughs> and then... Chamomile. You have it? Why don't you have a whiskey chamomile? And then sit back, relax, watch people hand stitch something light, beautiful, airy, filled with history. Yeah. And close your eyes. It's so wonderful. Don't watch it at all. <laughs> Max boyfriend Ryan, also in Petronio, was... They were going to, I think I said this last week on the pod, they were going on tour to Phoenicia, New York. Can um, I tell you this? I know, I, I, but I know Phoenicia. Intimately. And Ryan had never heard of it, but he, he read it. Ryan had never heard but of it. But he read it on a thing and he was like, oh, those dates I think were going to be somewhere um, like Pananica. Uh-huh. <laughs> Poanekia. Uh-huh. It reminds me of this really incredible. There was this great, I'm sure we've talked about this on the before, the comedian Julie Brown when this she really did. This really has an endless, it's endless. This carpet has to go. I Today, when I was doing a little bit of yoga, I thought, this carpet has to go. We I just keep feeling that if I rub a spot for long enough, it'll it'll stop that you'll get rid of the, I'll get all the debris the lint no I think when Although you get rid of the spot is getting better I think, I have look how much I've rubbed off yeah well I think when you get rid of I think when you get rid of all the debris of this carpet will be right down to this of just right where it's the been net. stitched in you'll just be right on the net <laughs> you'll be right on the net I hate this carpet it is it does is beautiful I understand why Jeremy got it and it's just it's not functional so, <laughs> look at all of that, that all of that lint that you just, that our listeners are, again, just enthralled. I've literally Maybe produced sh- what is the size of, like, a wiffle ball, just of pink fuzz. All, only from one section of this pink yeah, carpet. from that, one and a half square feet. That's got to go. We just need to get some sort of industrial strength pink carpet, um, like that we had from, for Desire. Have we bored our listeners for long enough? I don't know. Wait, I had something to say. Oh, okay. Oh, Julie Brown, when she did... Downtown this, Julie no, not, Brown? not downtown. Oh. Not downtown Julie Brown, but Julie <laughs> Brown, the comedian, um, did this amazing, which she would love. It's called Medusa, Dare to be Truthful, and she does uh-huh. this... Is that mock- how Madonna got that name? No, this is... After, she's, oh, just, she took it It's from a mockumentary I got it, I got it, I got it. I got it so she it. does this full takeoff on Truth or Dare. Are, is this Judy Tenuta? No. Oh, okay. Julie That's Brown. A different, this is, her name's Julie Brown. And... Um, Julia Tenuta was the one who had like the accordion. He'd be like, rah, 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 rah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They all do kind of blend in this way. <clears throat> and she was, and she goes, um, so the next part of our tour is in the Philippines. <laughs> and she talks about, she's like, so we, cause this did happen for Madonna. When Madonna did, um, Truth or Dare, they open in, uh, Tokyo. And she, but she didn't know that it was going to be during like rain seasons. So she's mm-hmm. like, we're really cold. We couldn't do a lot of the show. So in her, she's like, so I think Julie Brown, she was like, she's like, so we had to go to the Philippines and we didn't know that it was going to be during active volcano season. I we're going to be covered in ash. And then it's like the, her, her doing like this, doing, you know, she changes Vogue to vague. She's like, come on, get vague. Let your IQ drop to the ground. I really like it. You, I would like Because you just like Madonna so much. Well, French and Saunders did a whole spoof of Madonna. Uh, which, you know who brought French and Saunders spoof of Madonna up to me uh, on our presentation day? No. Linda Murray. Oh. 
her deep obsession is with French and Saunders. They're amazing. And I said, and she, we were talking about French and Saunders. She's, she goes, well, my, one of my favorite ones, of course, and I was like, one of my favorite ones, of course, is when um, they do the one where French has been injured. She's a ballerina and she's been injured. And so, or yeah, it's French who's been injured. And um, so they're putting Darcy Bustle oh, yes, into, in, in her in, spot. into her spot. And she has, she's wearing pink tights with a band-aid on her knee. Uh-huh. And every time she goes to demonstrate, she goes, ow, injury, injury. <laughs> <laughs> and then she and gives then, Darcy Bustle corrections. Uh-huh. And it's then, um, and then, uh, Saunders, who's teaching, says something like, she's doing, you know, um... Changements. Changements or something, and she's like, freaking frat cat, freaking frat cat, something, something, something like that. She says a real, we should watch Everybody go time. to French and Saunders, Darcy Bustle. I know I want to watch, I, I want us to wrap up this episode, we can watch it, but I brought up to her, I said, have you heard the audio of when French and Saunders read that interview with Madonna oh that's been like translated <laughs> into Brazilian or whatever, and then back. I, oh, I into like Romanian and then back into English it's again, something like that. Really and good. she said, "I have, I've heard it all," <laughs> which was so good. What about that? Linda Murray speaks fluent French. She's everything. Maybe, as I said, speaks fifteen languages, and I think is a spy. She's a spy. It's like For sure. It, she's so iconic. She's really such a North Star for me. Linda Murray, you have become a huge inspiration for me. There's no one I have more respect for. I can't think of a person. That you know. That you know. Because I would say I'm like, uh, I'm in awe, respect, can't imagine would be like if I met PJ Harvey. Oh, right. You're on a PJ Harvey cake. For my entire life. For your whole life. um, But in terms of people I've met... Linda Murray is completely aspirational. Uh-huh, like if, if I, I really feel like such a dump. Me too. Compared. I'm an idiot. I'm ugly. I'm a dump when I'm around Linda. Well, I don't think I'm an idiot or I'm ugly, but I do feel like I've got to really get my wardrobe together. So I start wearing something completely different every time someone sees me. Oh, I think that the fact that you have like a very concise wardrobe is, 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 in line with what Linda does, which is, you know, she wears mostly long sleeve dresses or, uh, she wears sh- a lot of, um, well, all her dresses are fitted in a way. Perfectly. It's rare that you'd Perfectly. see her in like a shift or an A-line dress. Yeah. Yeah. But yeah, she wears dresses only. I've, I've never seen her look harried or no disheveled or I no. definitely know that I have arrived in places like oh, what time is it shut up I have definitely shown up completely psychologically mismanaged um she was at the ballet last night uh I want to go to the ballet with Linda I'm going to text her and be like can I be your date to something oh yes she'd love that that'd be really nice well, we need to take Germany's instruments for I'm concerto. Anyway, let's um let's be done. All right. All right. Well, ladies and gentlemen, other we loves you. Bye. Bye. <laughs>